strong clubs, successful athletes, supported by Georgia Swimming. This is the Thank You Thursday podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast. As always, I'm your host, Veronica Birchill. Today's episode is another deep dive in our mini series on para and disability swimming. And today we are interviewing Glenda Orth. She has been a member of the Georgia LSC for many years in the roles of an official. And we are just so grateful that she has such a passion for disability swimming. And she is actually our disability committee chair. So we are so excited excited for you to hear this episode and also we dive into a little bit about Pete Junkins and his impact on Georgia Swimming as well. So it's a great episode and we hope you enjoy. Hi Glenda, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. It's so great to have you on the podcast. We're so excited to chat with you. Um, I kind of just start all my interviews off like this and ask, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your swimming history and um, anything that's, you know, relevant to what you're doing now and have done. Okay. I started officiating like many of my peers when our children got started in it. And I was an able-bodied referee going started out as a stroke and turn, of course, ended up as a referee uh, in able-bodied. But then in 1996, uh, when the Paralympics were coming to Atlanta with the uh, Olympic Games, in 1995, they decided to have a test run to make sure that the Georgia Tech pool was going to be accessible and useful and that we could use it for the Paralympics. So they asked the Georgia officials if we would like to come and officiate the meet. And so, of course, we did. We loved it. It turned out to be a great success. And then in 1996, I was lucky enough to be one of the Georgia officials that were asked back to officiate at the Paralympic Games in 96. Uh, I was a starter, which was just great fun for me. Uh, My daughter, Heather, some people would know her, was one of the uh, medal escorts. So she got to meet all the athletes while I got to meet all all the coaches and uh, the other officials from around the world. And it just took, I enjoyed it. It was just a great pleasure to work with the athletes like that. I got hooked and I've not stopped. Just kept going with the disability swimming. Wonderful. So obviously you are the disability chair for the um, committee chair for the LSC. So, you know, um, how did, you know, how did you, I guess, end up, you know, getting into that role and, um, you know, how that kind of evolved since you originally got um, involved in officiating um, disability and para-swimming? I was at first the officials chair. And then when we had a, uh, what do you call it? different uh, LSC chair come in, he wanted me to become disability chair because I was involved with disability at that time. So I, I became that at that time and just kept going with it. Wonderful. That's great. Um, so, you know, obviously this aspect of the sport, you know, is incredible and, um, you know, 
definitely something that not enough people I feel like really, you know, get involved in and, and are, you know, really aware of, you know, kind of just everything surrounding it. I mean, there's, it's one thing to watch, but it's another to be educated on um, some different aspects of it. So, you know, um, what does, you know, what does disability in swimming mean to you? I think I enjoy disability swimming and uh, officiating more than I do able-bodied. Uh, it's just so much more re rewarding to me to see these athletes because they do train just as hard and some even harder, if you can imagine, than the able-bodied able -bodied swimmers. So just the aspect of them getting out there and jumping into a pool, some that don't even know where they're gonna land in the pool. Are they gonna land on a lane rope? Are they gonna land on somebody else? It's just the idea of them being able to take that extra step and have the courage to go on and do it and participate in that manner. Definitely. Um, I was gonna say, you know, I think that I, I had a conversation with Brooke Kubik and um, she was really saying, you know, that, it's, I mean, with her son, Max, you know, I mean, he has right. to train, you know, harder than, you know, other people in terms of just like, I mean, there's so many different factors. So they definitely, um, they definitely have to work harder. And I, I believe that completely. And I think it's just an amazing, you know, an amazing aspect of our sport that I think needs a, definitely a lot more recognition than it, than it has right now. Um, and not that it doesn't have recognition, but you know what I mean? I think that it, I think that a ton of people can appreciate it a lot more if they're a little bit more educated. So, um, you know, kind of, I guess, going back to the officiating aspect of it. So um, do you have any, um, I guess, pointers or tips for people or information, you know, on how to get involved with disability um, officiating? Well, we do have uh, the U.S. Paralympics officiating crew, and whenever there is a meet with a course schedule, they can go and attend the course. Most of it now is online, and you just show up and officiate at a meet and be observed like you would at a regular able-bodied meet when you're uh, apprenticing, and so there is that. Uh, you can move on up if there are courses offered from world para swimming and become a world para official. But that's, you know, we haven't had classes in so long for that because of COVID. So we don't even know when, when they're gonna start being scheduled again, but that is quite another big step. Um, you officiate disability swimmers like you would able-bodied. They just don't have all the parts that are there. But what they have, they must conform to the rules. So if they have, so let's just say they have uh, one arm, of course, you're not going to have a two-hand touch on butterfly or breaststroke. So you wouldn't make the call because they can't do it. But if they were doing a breaststroke kit, a breaststroke, and they ha had both their legs, and did an incorrect kick, of course, that would be a disqualification because their impairment is their arms, not their legs. Gotcha. I, I mean, it sounds so silly <laughs> for me to even ask, but you know, I think that it's definitely important for people to hear and um, kind of just be aware of. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I guess uh, I had some other questions kind of just about um, you and then um, like, were you a swimmer yourself? No, no, <laughs> no. Like I said, we started, most of us started when our children started swimming. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. You mentioned that. I just, um, I just wanted to make sure that I asked, um, and, you know, kind of, I guess being involved in the sport, um, did, you know, I guess you obviously loved it so much that you continue to do it. Um, you know, what has, um, I'm so sorry, what has, um, you know, officiating, um, able-bodied and, and, and disability, uh, you know, it has it given you a lot of um, different things throughout the years? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got friends around the world because I get to see them at, at international meets that are held here in the States, like the World Series meet that was just held in Chicago, uh, Chicago Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I got to see some of them there. And then, of course, the ones I've met internationally, like from Canada, the ones that went to I was at the London 2012 Paralympics and Rio 2016 Paralympics. So I've got all the official, my official family from there as well. And it just means so much like on Facebook, when you get your birthday and you get your greetings from around the world, it's just so neat to, that your friends can be able to call in and say, well, happy birthday, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. No, that's amazing. I was going to ask you, you know, obviously you've been to all these, you know, big meets, you know, can you maybe talk about some of your favorite memories and, you know, kind of um, outstanding moments, you know, from maybe some of those meets? Well, every meet is special in its own way. In London, uh, I think what was great about that is that we had five or six American officials in the core group. Well, in Rio, I was the only American that was there. So it's just, it changes just in those four years going, what's going on? Um, London was my first, well, like I said, in 96, I was there in Atlanta, but in London, I was a starter for the entire time. So it was pretty neat to be on deck every single session watching. And that was Mackenzie Cohen's. I'm sure everybody knows Mackenzie <laughs> now. Uh, that was her very first Paralympics. And when Pete and I, Pete Junkins and I found her on deck, not found her on deck, she was on deck and we started her uh, in the Paralympic swimming. But that was her first meet. And to see her come out from the ready room and for me to be the starter, I was just tearing up like, oh my oh. gosh. Yeah, no, I <laughs> it, bet that was so. <laughs> Special and emotional. Yeah. It was. And then in, in Rio, when she won her first gold medal, I was there and got to see it. And that meant a lot to me, too. That's so amazing. Oh, my gosh. And that is a perfect segue into our next um, topic of the conversation um, to really just talk about a little bit about Pete Junkins and his impact and legacy on, you know, Georgia swimming. So um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, about Pete and then, you know, kind of, um, you know, what it was like to work with him? <laughs> Pete was a very dear friend of mine. He was one that uh, he trained me going up and uh, we would often travel to meets together. Um, it came to one time when most people thought Pete and I was married 
because we did travel to all these meets. And then when we went somewhere, my husband and Pete's wife were there as well. They would go, who are these people? Because they were always together. But Pete knew more about swimming than some people now. He's forgotten more about it than people would ever know. He was, he was gruff. At times he could be gruff and appear angry <laughs> a lot of times, but he did know what he was talking about. And most of the time he would get it across one way or the other to his, you know, why he thought that way and why he felt that way. He was always an advocate for the swimmer. Mm-hmm. Always. The swimmer came first in whatever he was doing. So I think that's what stood out most is that you could have coaches yelling and screaming and parents yelling and screaming, but Pete would always just be right there for the athlete. That's wonderful. So, you know, I guess that kind of, that kind of helps transition in my next question is, you know, like how, you know, what was his influence on the Georgia LSC as a whole? And, you know, you know, why, I guess, you know, it, you know, why has he been so important, you know, over the years and made a lasting? He started out as, from what I remember, he was uh, admin vice chair. And then he switched over to uh, the officials committee. And so that's when I think it first started. He and Gary Thiessen worked together, creating a lot of programs for us. Uh, when we first started doing the dis- disqualification reports to send out to coaches, they started doing uh, our online training. They're the ones that started doing that way back when the initial phase phase is just the stroke and turn. And then when, you know, inv- evolved on up. So everything that he did, I can remember at his uh funeral his memorial service they had a board up and Gary Thiessen wrote on it Georgia LSC is what it is because of what you did and I think that just says it he just he did so much for us that most people didn't realize how much he did for it oh wow that's so touching and (laughs) yeah no I'm sorry I didn't mean to that's okay you get too emotional there but that's (laughs) very sweet and I think that you know, um, it's important that, you know, people hear about him and, and, and all that he did to um, help the Georgia Swimming, swimming LSC and, and make it what it is today. So, you know, thank you for sharing about that. Um, it, you know, I think that there is, there are so many stories like Pete's, um, you know, talking about disability and para-swimming and, um, there's so much to share. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we've been doing these podcasts is to, you know, bring light and recognition and, um, you know, to these in, important stories that we have here in our, in our own state. So, um, yeah, we, we appreciate your time today and, um, it was, it was lovely chatting with you and I, Thank yeah, you. again, we appreciate it so much. Um, is there, you know, anything that you'd like to add before we sign off? If anybody needs any answers about disability swimming, I'll be glad to help. If I don't know the answer, I'll be glad to put them in contact with somebody that can help them because we need to get disability swimming more up. I mean, it's getting better. We are getting coverage now, same same time coverage. When I first started, it was like 
two months after the event, we would have an hour on a Saturday night at 11 o'clock. But now we're getting live TV coverage and that's a big step forward. That is a big step. Yeah. Well, you heard it here. If anyone has any questions, um, feel free to reach out to Glenda. And um, yeah, thank you again, Glenda. I hope you have You're a great welcome. Day of your day. And um, yeah, you rock. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our Thank You Thursday podcast. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the podcast, please send an email to veronica at gaswim.org. That's veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A at gaswim.org. Or connect with us on our social media accounts where you can find all the links on our website at gaswim.org.